0: What's going on family? Thank you for listening to Demo Radio. We're here. Welcome back to Demo Radio, should I say? Episode 55. I do this weekly, new episodes every Friday. And what I do here is try to represent what is real and true because a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast are people who are very fake and deceptive. The media, politics, you know, the different things that we get into. But anyway... Thank you for tuning in however you may be listening, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Make sure that however you're listening, you hit the subscribe button, make sure that however you're listening you you leave a comment, make sure that however you're listening you tell people about it so that we could get our grow on over here and become a real community. And I want to thank you again. You know what I mean? And so I want to start by saying last week I told you guys that you know I had just started To build my my very first stereo because those that know me know I've always known music I love music I'm going to be talking about music a lot more coming up in the future because I just love to talk about it I love reviewing albums and things like that so I've recently built my stereo because for the longest time I've only been ever I've only been listening to my music through you know I've had it all CDs digital music but I've never had like a stereo with speakers with an amp you know what I mean and then so. I recently, you know, I have a record player. I have over about, you know, a couple hundred vinyls, close to a couple hundred vinyls, definitely over a hundred vinyls, but getting close to a couple hundred. And so um I like to, you know, I, I start, like I said, I started building it so that I can hear music. And man, let me tell you, I bought a receiver. It's an Ankyo receiver. I got it from a thrift shop for like 50 bucks and it's already changed the way that I hear my music. And another thing I want to tell people, those of you that have your own vinyl collections, that if you hear in a pop and click on your records, that's not the business. So, I mean, some of that is going to be because, you know, static electricity. Some of that's going to be because of wear and tear. But if you, they, but for the most part, you can get a lot of that popping and clicking out of your records by cleaning them, buying cleaners. Also, if you just put them in like, not, maybe I should do a YouTube video about it first. But you can wash them in the sink. There is a way to wash your vinyl in the sink like it's a dish, really, without damaging it, without ruining the label or anything like that. And get them clean so that you don't hear all that popping and clicking because that popping and clicking it's just really dust inside the grooves. And when you should be hearing nothing, you're hearing a loud pop on the record. So I know a lot of people think that's just part of the experience of listening to vinyl, but that ain't it. You know what I mean? Vinyl's supposed to be clear, high fidelity. You're supposed to be able to it's supposed to vinyl's supposed to sound like a live music production. It's supposed to be the closest thing, allegedly. Um some of the newer ones I don't know, but it's supposed to be especially with the older music or music that's recorded with live instrumentation, the sound of vinyl is supposed to be the closest thing to actually that's what you're trying to do, get the closest thing to being in the studio with the artists recording their music. Um, a lot of music is not going to sound like that because a lot of music nowadays isn't recorded the same way. But for the older music, definitely. So if you collect, if you have an ec- eclectic taste and you have a lot of different vinyl and you know, you have your stereo setup and everything like that, and you don't know that the pops and clicks aren't supposed to be part of the record, yeah, man, clean your records because it's a whole nother sound, man. And I'm new to it because I just got an amplifier. And, um, I don't know how I ever listened to music before that. I really don't just feel like I'm being reborn as a music fan seriously, because I've never heard some of the stuff on the songs I've heard. I've never heard the songs like the way that they sound since I bought the amplifier and I don't even have good speakers. I use Logitech speakers. Like I'm not even as much as I love music. You would think that I would have invested more heavily in a sound system like an actual stereo, my father used to have a stereo, like with big speakers, and all the components, and I, I took that for granted as a kid, because I never really realized, like the sound that I was hearing when my dad was playing music, was the sound that how you're supposed to hear music, that digital computer speakers playing music from a computer, that ain't it, man, get you a record player if you don't already have one, get you some vinyl, start you a collection, and jam from a stereo system, because that's gonna change your life, all right, but anyway, that's just what's going on with me. I, if y'all want to drop comments in the video or on the show or whatever, let me know how y'all doing um, or what's going on with y'all. That'd be greatly appreciated. But we're gonna continue on. So last week I was speaking about Tory Lanez. Um, that was basically the centerpiece of the episode, and I was speaking about the shooting, and I was saying that I think that some of us, I think that we should be, you know, more. We should be more patient when trying to rush the to judgment on this situation. And that was based off what I perceived or what I believe or what I see. Better yet, let me say that. What I see that Megan and Tori both weren't saying much about the situation, but they were just kind of just saying, accusing each other of the situation. Basically saying, like, you did it. Well, no, I didn't do it. And which to me is he say, she say. And when you get into he say, she say, what, you know, that type of stuff, then I just, I tune out. But the brother been charged. So, you know, this happened yesterday, and so he's been charged, man. He's facing 22 years carrying semi-automatic weapon and various other charges. He's to be arraigned on October 13th, so, I mean, it's moving forward now. So, I'm just going to fall back, all the way back on this one like I was before. Tory, man, yo, yo. Anyway, um, the presidential debate, the vice presidential debate was what? Wednesday this past Wednesday and before I talk about that I want to talk about social media in, in essence because a lot of people social media has, has allowed us to put our opinions out there put our thoughts out there put our viewpoints out there our worldviews and everybody thinks their worldview is correct and I, I, I get that everybody thinks that especially when you know you start getting college degrees that they, everybody thinks that they're smart but the, the real the reality is very few people are truly smart And when you're around somebody that's smart, you know, like, okay, this person's smart. Not that this person talks a lot, not that this person has a lot of degrees and can say big words. No, that this person is truly intelligent and is truly saying things and putting things in a way or explaining things in a way that you've never heard them before. That is intelligence. Intelligence isn't the ability to read books and regurgitate what you read. Intelligence isn't the ability to to act like you know what you know, even though you truly don't, because you're not looking at things from a big picture. And I'm saying all that to say, this Kimberly Foster woman, I looked her up, she writes for the the... The website for Harriet, which is, you know, one of those websites that kind of, I don't know how you say it, like neo black. It's not really, it doesn't really represent, doesn't always represent the real grassroots, like how we feel. But she tweeted out, and it's a whole thread too. I tried, so I tried to clip a little bit of a thread, but I saw this while I was scrolling across my timeline. And she basically was talking about um, black men and voting for Trump. She says, I believe that more black men will vote for Trump in 2020. If you think that's not a possibility, you're not paying attention. And then there's a whole thread. And if you see there's a tweet under the thread, for those of you watching on YouTube, for those of you not watching on YouTube, I'm going to read it for you. But there's somebody else under this tweet that says Rodina Kirksey. She says, I've heard the expression black men or the white men in the black community they want to hold the same position in society as white men they're oppressed because of racism but believe in patriarchy now I don't even understand what that has to do with voting for Donald Trump actually I kind of do but it's a stretch but the point I want to say is man we have people here on in the world and that's why I love social media because it lets you know what people really think not 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 what you think people think or what you are I guessing based on certain things. no people really tweet out their thoughts all day like anything that goes in their mind they tweet it and I love it And this is the problem that I have with how we view even even amongst the educated academic class of black people in this country. I hate how we view politics. We do not view. And I've said this time and time and time and time again on this podcast, on this broadcast that I do that we need to not have an allegiance to one party. So voting for Trump, she's this. this Kimberly Foster says that you know it's a real possibility to vote for Trump, and everybody's co-signing and saying that we love the patriarchy. And I'm thinking, okay, 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 I'll give you that. If I'll give you that about Donald Trump, right? We shouldn't be voting for Donald Trump. But what is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? What have what are what have they done in the past? Because we do have to look at people's histories. Because if you don't, you're an idiot. So what have they done in the past? And what are they saying they're going to do right now? Right now. to change the issues that we find important, not healthcare and all that stuff, because healthcare is something that affects everybody. Everybody gets sick, everybody this and that. No, what is, what is, what is going to be specific that affects us? We're the main ones right now that's, that's feeling the brunt of this police brutality, which I'm going to get into um, uh, uh, the latest uh, uh, situation a little bit later. But what, what, is, what is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris going to do? So that leads me to the debate, the vice presidential debate. I, I didn't watch it live. I rewatched it on YouTube in its entirety. Um, my so I woke up though, and my sister pretty much had texted me and basically said that Kamala Harris was basically a phony, fake person, and she just didn't come off very likable. Her facial expressions, which to me, I've been preaching on this thing that she's a fake person. She put she 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 does she she did laws when she was the district attorney in California or the attorney general of the state of California that did that 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 disproportionately hurt us. You see, as a community now, I don't live in California, but still, this woman is, is is seeking the second highest office in the land, you know, behind the presidency, and then vice president. I mean, vice president. Well, he is vice president, but president. I mean, um, Joe Biden. Was the architect of it, and everybody wants us to. Um, what's the girl's name? Amanda Seals. Like a lot of these celebrities, which is very fascinating too. They want us to forget about that, and I think that's that 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 feeds itself to what I'm saying. Why well, I say like you could be really smart, you could read a lot of books, you could do a lot of stuff, but if you're not looking at the world in reality, and in and not just your perception of what you think that things should be or or what they seem to be to you. But if you really look like sitting back and really look at it and ask yourself deep questions, there's no way you would have an issue with Black specifically have an issue with black men voting for Trump. You would think black men voting for Trump are dumb and silly. And you would think people voting for the Democratic Party are dumb and silly. I understand there are things on the ballot that don't involve either party. I get that. And I'm not telling people not to vote in that. But voting for the candidates themselves, when they're promising that they're going to do something, when you know they're not, when you know police brutality is an issue that is really on the forefront of damn near everybody's mind one way or another in this country. And you got Joe Biden telling you that he's going to give money to the cops. And you got Kamala Harris just the other day on the vice presidential election saying that her record when she was the attorney general of California stands as the model for what should be happening in the future for the country. Come on, man. Like and we're and we're asking for a change. And simply because Kamala Harris is a black woman, allegedly, and she damn she did her damnedest during the vice presidential election to to to, to pander to black sisters. She was rolling her neck and she had all her attitude together. And you know what I mean? She was getting uh. Vice Vice President Pence, she was getting him getting him straight. And I know sisters at home watching it was loving it because it was dripping with with fake, insincere, disingenuous motives, man. So I know y'all loved it. But the point I'm trying to make is people are so quick to feel like they're on the right side of this. And, And when I say this, I mean this Democratic Republican thing. They are the same. They are the same. I've heard this described as white supremacy is a bird and you have the right wing and you have the left wing of the bird the eagle how about that since since america loves eagles how about that there's a right wing to an eagle and there's a left to an eagle and that's what the politics are and we think somehow as black people that if we don't vote for the republicans that somehow the democrats and I'm sorry y'all can hear my dog barking in the background but y'all can hear the democrats if y'all think the democrats Are going to do anything different than Republicans? Like, you're just being obtuse. Like, that is just what you're being, man. I'm sorry. I know that the the politically correct answer is to say that, well, we have to do something. No, it's not. Sometimes, dog, in life, it is okay to do nothing. And I know I've said this before it's okay to do nothing. It's okay to do nothing. And that nothing is not voting for even no, none of these clowns. If you want to vote for the taxes and the, and the, in the homestead in your local county, cool. I'm not, once again, I'm not telling people what to do. I'm telling you though, think, use your brain, man. Like you, we've been in this country for a long time. you you've had your grandparents and your parents and you ask them, just ask them. The fact that some of our grandparents can say, like, yeah, well, police brutality happens all the time. Like, it's, it's it's been going on forever. That lets you know that both parties, Democrat and Republican, and all their different on the level of spectrum of conservative and liberal, that they've all failed, dog. So it's time for us. It all falls back on you. When everybody that you look for help in life and in your country tries to fail, that, that fails you, like would you, like, you would never do. A smart person would never rely on people who are unreliable in their life. They wouldn't do it. It's not intelligent to do so. It's not going to help you to do so. It's not going to lend itself to your survival to do so. Unreliable people get left alone because that's what happens when you're unreliable. And, and until this political system becomes reliable, until they want to, until they commit themselves to justice, to justice, not just to maintaining power. I don't want no part of it. And, 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 and I think that a lot of you should strongly consider whether or not you want to be a part of it because it's not going to change nothing. Kamala Harris, you're going to be just like people was happy for Megan Markle when she became the, the queen or whatever, the princess or married to the royal dude, which I still don't understand how that balanced out for you. Same thing with Kamala Harris. Okay, let's say they do win November 3rd. How does that change your life? How has being and then I'm asking another question I know I've asked before. How has Donald Trump being in office changed your life for the negative? How? How? I I don't know. Me personally, I don't think the president has that much effect on our daily lives. I just don't. I'm more worried about my, who my governor is and my mayor and my city council than I am who the president is, especially when the presidents and the senators that I like are committed to doing dastardly things to you, to your group and just leaving your group neglected in society. So I, I just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very cynical about this. And anybody who tweets like some self-righteousness from either side to me is wrong. Even somebody who had tweeted like, Oh, you guys are stupid for, for, um, voting Democrat. We should be voting Trump. He did this. No, Trump ain't done nothing for black people either. Nobody's done nothing for us. It, even us. So once we do something for us, then we'll be cool. Then we won't have to worry about the politics and the politicians and what they're saying to us and who's unemployment. No, once we take ownership of our own employment situation and our own that. And I'm, and I know I'm one man and y'all are y'all are, we're all individuals. But my point is, once we as a group, I don't know when that's going to happen. Hopefully it's happening now. But, you know, we've been thinking that for a long time, too. But 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 hopefully once we take ownership of our issues, they will get better. They will get better. And as a group, we still haven't decided to take ownership of our issues. We still think that if we don't vote, somehow we're taking our hand off the wheel. And that's manipulation. I'm letting you know that's manipulation, man. That is definitely manipulation. I just wanted to say that because all this this idea that black men are doing something So wrong if they vote for Donald Trump, and those that are voting for the Democrats are doing something so right. It's it's just miss me, you know what I'm saying? Because the fact of the matter is, you're just buying into the system. It's just it's just a mental thing. They're just saying, okay, this many people still agree with what we have with this political charade up here. As the numbers start to dwindle, they'll start to get more nervous. But it seems like everybody's bought into it because everybody still thinks Donald Trump has to go. For whatever reason, I still haven't quite figured out what he's done that makes him this anomaly in in, in American politics, except for his brashness. I get it. He speaks, you know, low, low. He speaks unfiltered on the microphone, but that's where we are. And ultimately, I think the fear mongering is going to backfire because I think Trump's going to win. So that's where I'm at anyway. So basically, man, don't be on your high horse and think that because you're not voting Republican or you're voting Democrat. Listen, man, you ain't doing nothing but commit, but continuing to support this government that never really this white supremacist government that never really gave a damn about black people. You're just to And I, I personally cannot do that in good conscience. And if you can, um, more power to you, more power to you. Before we move on to the next subject, I want to remind you all that if you like what you're hearing here here at Demo Radio, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, if you and hit the like button. Also, tell your friends about it because I want to grow the community. I'm sure you guys would like it all to grow as well and become a part become a part of what's going on over here. So yeah, make sure that you're liking and subscribing and telling people about it. All right. So, speaking of white supremacist government, justice and the and the like, another brother was a victim of police brutality, police murder. Um, His name's Jonathan Price. He's out in Texas. And allegedly, the story goes, he was breaking up a fight. And I guess a cop shot him. Like, I don't I don't really understand how, you know, cops can't discern who's breaking up the fight versus who's fighting. But allegedly, this brother broke up the fight. So, you know, we never want, you know, we don't condone this. The reason why I'm bringing this up and the reason why I'm talking about this, though, is because this brother had a unique um, Facebook post that was floating around the Internet that I thought, you know, Will be interesting conversation to break down a few things. I'm not going to read it all because he wrote, he typed a few paragraphs, but I have, you know, I took some notes on it. So basically Jonathan price was one of these brothers and peace to that brother. You know, hopefully his family gets justice. I don't think it's going to happen because that's not the society we live in. But Jonathan price was one of these brothers while he was alive was, He seems just judging by this one post. And that's not fair. You know what I mean? To try to judge a a whole man's life and what he stood for in one post. But once again, like I said about social media, you could get a good inkling into somebody's mind because they put it on the internet. So he basically, like I said, I'm not going to read it all. If you're on YouTube, you can look at the screen and read it yourself. And if you're listening on any of the other platforms that I'm on, then I'm just going to give you the Cliff Notes version. So basically, He came out and was saying that he thinks that people should. Instead of he's one of those brothers that believe that the media is constructing a lot of the animosity between black people and the police and just people in the police at this point, people, American citizens and the police at this point. um, He thinks a lot of it. He seems like and and I'm gleaning that he didn't actually say those words, but I'm gleaning this from the statement because he's saying that we need to um, make our judgments based off experiences as if you know, we don't have good experiences with the cops too. So he goes on to say that he has, you know, uh, he, he had a lot of good experiences with the cops. He's somewhere between a rock and a hard place. Cause like little Wayne, a cop saved his life. Um, and a, a white family took care of him and gave him food and, and, and his family didn't do much for him. And then he has this, he says this thing, um, where he says he, they're responsible for his countryside and like his self-proclaimed, uh, addiction to white women, which I was like, Whoa. um, then he ends it by saying, like, just like I like I said, basically he's he's been caught speeding and caught drunk driving and a lot of different various things, and the cops let him go. So he's basically saying they're like, "Yo, we need to chill because, obviously, like we all don't attract certain energy from the police, and he doesn't get that energy from the police." And this is why I say, you know, this is why I want to talk about this because I believe that there are a lot of brothers that walk around like this because, and and the, one of the problems is I'm going to speak on it is one people think that their experiences are are somehow evidence that your experiences don't exist i think that's what i'm trying to say you know so because this brother had drove drunk and got pulled over the cops which i have to and got away i have to um he feels like somehow the cops aren't what people are saying they are and because he got a speeding ticket and the cops let him go which i have to um and i'm sure most of us have gotten a speeding ticket when the cops gave us a warning or something like that i mean dude like we have to be realistic about this Nobody thinks that every single cop is out here bloodletting, wanting to smoke a black man, like just because, right? I think, and that's why I say, I think people think that their experiences like negate yours because like, well, I haven't had this, so how could it be? Well, because man, maybe the cop that you did isn't that cop. But the FBI, I'm going to keep going back to this. I know I've talked about this in previous episodes. The FBI has said that there are white supremacists in all of police, all of law enforcement, all across the country at every level. There's white supremacists. They found out the FBI, just like the FBI stopped the militia groups from kidnapping the Michigan governor. The FBI also said that there are white supremacists in your police departments, local and everywhere else. They're there. And they also let you know that look, man, they may not have tattoos or nothing either. That doesn't make them any less of a white supremacist. So I say that to say, you know, yeah, man. You may have had a good experience. I've had a good. Exp- I've had those experiences with cops where they let me go. Where they could have gave me That they could have locked me up for various things. I've also had experiences with cops where they pull guns on me when I was doing absolutely nothing, too. So you see what I'm saying? And and and, and that's the issue I have with this brother. Uh, Not with this brother, but with brothers that may have shared this brother's thinking because it's like this exceptional Negro syndrome. And like I said, he goes on to say that his family ain't done much from. Well, dog, if you black in America, a lot of people have that story. A lot of people have. And it's sad to say, but a lot of people got mothers and fathers and family and everybody that ain't done nothing for them. So join the club, bro. So I don't think that's another reason to feel like your experience sets you so far apart from anybody else's. And then the third thing that that I'm like, yo, that I think brothers, some brothers like. This brother, think may have thinking like this brother, which I feel like is dangerous, not only just in this time, but living in this country. Is this idea or is this. I am just going to say this brothers who and not all, but brothers who date white women tend to have this idea that because I'm with a white woman, racism somehow has faded to the background. And it's very easy to see like this brother brings up white women. He brings up white people. He brings up good experience with police. It's very easy to see that this brother is was living in a world that's not real. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't be with your white girl and, and she hold you down and nothing like that. But my point is, you're still a black man, dude. And just because, you you know, you're knocking off a white girl, you're married to a white girl and her family loves you and all that stuff. That doesn't make you not black in America. That doesn't make the FBI saying that yeah, there's white supremacists in law enforcement any less of an existential threat to you. Any any less of an exi- Yeah, you, you get what I'm saying? So it's, not, it's very important that when we're out here and we're doing our thing, because interracial dating doesn't really confuse white people. It confuses us. Because we sit and think like, okay, I got a white girl. So nothing is this like the whole world has changed because I'm dating a white woman. Come on, bruh. And and, and so now it's sad because even a brother that thinks like this, a brother that will will say, the police never did nothing to me. I've had nothing but good experiences with the police. It only takes one bad experience, brother. It only takes one for a cop to abuse his power. And then boom, you're gone. And yes, your white girl and and your family and all that, your white family that took care for you and gave you so much food. They out here. And what, and what you think they're going to do? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I haven't even heard from them. But my point is... That thinking. This thinking that people have, man. That because, you know, like I said before, I have white friends or I have a white woman. Or or because I haven't had any bad experiences with police. My dad's a cop. Okay, man. that's That's all cool and great. But other people have other experiences, man. You know what I mean? Like... Nobody would ever say that just because you haven't been raped doesn't mean that other people don't get raped. Like, that's a stupid thing. So all this whole narrative of like, well, I never had that experience with the cops. Okay, so you haven't had the experience with the cops. So you date white women. So you got a white family that looked out for you. Does that mean that racism is any less impactful on society, on black people in society than it is? Come on, man. So, you know, it's sad that this brother got gunned down by the police like that, you know. And uh, but it just goes to show you like all that. You know, co-signing and defending the police and standing and, and acting like, you know, black people are the problem. That ain't going to save you when it's on because a cop don't know what you're thinking. All he knows is that you're black and you're a threat and this and that. So y'all know the story. So that's just a, that's just a sad um, situation to happen to that brother. But also, like I said, it's a teachable moment because it's not very wise to be out here, you know, pretending like your black skin isn't what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, like real talk. And, and, and that's exactly what this brother did so you know yeah make sure y'all make sure that you hit hitting the subscribe button by the way if you haven't already make sure you hit the subscribe button make sure that you hit the like button before I get out of here though I want to I want to leave just with a little bit talking about uh Daniel Cameron and the Bianca the Brianna Taylor saga still continuing for those that, that that don't know um a grand juror actually came out and spoke and said that Daniel Cameron, because, you know, the grand jury, they like to keep those private because what they do in the grand jury is the, the the D.A.s and the prosecutors like Daniel Cameron, they go in there and they give people charges, but they don't tell them, you know, what what all they can do. So people don't know what they don't know. And the prosecutors know that. So they go in there and they say, hey, guys, these are the charge. You could with wanton uh, endangerment or you could give them, you know, disorderly conduct. And they're like, OK people the, the jury's sitting there because you know they're not law professors so they are law students or or law professionals or anything they're just sitting there and there's like okay well wanton endangerment right Right, and then he comes out and he does this press conference and he blames it all on the the grand jury. Well, the grand jury start piping up as they should. They start speaking up, and he's trying to shut it down. So, just let you know, like this war on police and this establishment ain't going nowhere. And we need to understand that we're doing what we can to support it because these grand juries and these prosecutors they're here to protect power. And I, and I don't want to be cynical and end this on a bad note, but just like what happened to Jonathan. Uh, Price, we out here thinking that it can't happen to us. It very much so can. And, and I don't want it to happen to anybody that I know because we got to get justice. You know what I mean? So just just peep game. That's, all, that's really why I'm bringing that up. I just want y'all to peep game on how the truth is starting to come out, how everything everybody's been telling people has been going on for years and everybody's been like, oh, that's conspiracy theory. It's starting to come out. Jurors, the, the grand jury juror came out and basically said, look, man, we weren't even offered Murder One. Um, we weren't even offered the opportunity to charge him with Murder One. The co- any of the cops were or one. So now Daniel Cameron is trying to pass a uh, 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 motion to get them silenced. It's, and it's all about power, man. They don't want the truth coming out. They don't want the citizens to know what we can do. Because once we know what we can do, we can change how things get down. So just keep that in mind. Anyway... If this is your first time listening, thank you for listening. I try to do this every Friday. I try to just keep it real, talk about various topics, sports, music, a lot of different things. Um, Please make sure that you subscribe, however you may be listening, whether that be YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for listening, and I'll holler at you next week. All right, water.